0: Welcome to the Fit Life podcast, connecting a clear path between the media and science to empower our listeners to live our fit life. I'm your host Kurt Salquist coming from you at CoreFit Inc our gym in Spokane, Washington, our community of empowered people. Wherever you're at, guys, I will tell you the secret to your success. If you want to achieve something, you need to surround yourself with the people that are already doing it. If you want to add, you know, better eating, going to the gym, completing these crazy races we're going to talk about in this uh, this episode today. Putting yourself around the people that are already training for that and they've already completed those types of things and basically have that element in their life as a normal part of their daily being. That is how you make that your new normal rather than putting yourself in the, the groups that maybe have kept you in habits that you might be trying to lose like drinking more than you want, eating bad foods that you're trying to get rid of. If you're putting yourself around those things and you're already finding that hard to get rid of while putting it in front of your face is gonna make it that much harder. So my big tip to you guys out there listening is to surround yourself with a community of empowered people wherever you may be. Find those people that you want to be more like and that can inspire you to do more than you could by yourself. That is your key to success. On today's episode, we talk with one of our members here at Corfit Inc. who has done that exact thing for us here in our community. He's empowered us. He empowers us. You know, when we show up to our workouts every day during the week here, we all dig in and reach a little bit more than we could by ourselves because of people like this member, Jeff Sillen, helping us reach and be our best person that day and really do more than we could. Like I said, by ourselves, that's just how it rolls when you're around these awesome people. Um, before we get started with this podcast, I really want to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors for the Ultimate Fitness Run, our obstacle course race here in Spokane. It is going down June 15th. I really hope you guys come check it out. Get on the com. You guys can see more info. You can sign up for that race before the prices go up. Um, I would do so soon. Registration is slowly building fast. And as soon as we start hitting those numbers, the prices start going up because we're getting close to hitting our cap for as many people as we will take for this race because we want this race to be awesome. We don't want it to be so big. It's not a crazy, um, you know, carnival style race. This is a real obstacle course race where you are going to be able to do what you need to do on that course and you won't be waiting in lines. You get to execute your best race. Some of those people making this race possible, Editville, you guys are amazing. If you are looking for someone to help you with video editing, um, Editville is one of the best companies that I've ever worked with when it comes to the the mind of this guy that runs Editville that I work with, um, Southie. You are uh, incredible at what you do. Let me just say that. Um, so definitely someone to check out if you need someone to put some videos together for you, Editville. Best Western, um, that is where you want to be. Best Western Plus City Center in Spokane, Washington. If you're coming in from out of town, they're giving you a 15% discount for the Ultimate Fitness Run. Make sure you tell them you're coming in for that. Or you can find the link at theultimatefitnessrun.com to sign up at Best Western Plus. And then last but not least, let's talk about Huckleberry's Natural Market. That's where I shop at. That's where I get all my goodies to replenish, refuel my body to do its best huckleberry's natural market really brings the best out in all of us if you are eating those good healthy foods and you can even find some of those decently healthy snacks that uh, can put a, a fix for those cravings for maybe less healthy snacks so huckleberry's shop in that vegetable aisle get some good meats and uh, maybe a couple trips down the snack aisle too for those extra delights let's get it started guys let's talk with jeff Sillon and learn all about our sparring race, uh, basically he's gone through the myriad of sparring races, the trifecta, and he's going to mostly focus in on the hurricane heat. This is a really cool event. core fitters. if you're out there, let's go do one of these four-hour events soon. Um, I'm pumped up after talking to Jeff about it. I hope you guys are too. You sign up and do something amazing. Let's jump into this. Let's do this. All right, welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Hey, thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Have you ever done a podcast before? No, it's <laughs> my first time. A little cool. Nervous. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, um, you know, a little backstory. So, Jeff, you joined us. Uh, we just decided it was, uh, Remembered it was April, April 2016. 2016, yep. yeah. So here we are almost three years exactly later. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, what, what
1: brought me here was right before I came, it was uh, probably January or February, I went to Southern California to do uh, what they called Helmecula. It was Temecula, California. (laughs) It was a Spartan sprint, and it was just unusually cold, really horrible weather. But, you know, we we toughed it out. We did it. And just afterwards, I was extremely sore. I mean, for almost a month after, my recovery was just horrible. And, you know, I I worked out, I ran, and I thought I was functionally fit. um, But that was an eye-opener. So I'm like, well, I I need to get better. I had a At that point, Seattle Super coming up, and then Montana, I wanted to get my trifecta that year, Um, but obviously, I realized what I was doing wasn't working, so uh, a friend of a friend uh, recommended this gym to me, and you guys had actually a kind of a Spartan free tryout weekend, so I came in, checked it out, and like, yeah, no, this is exactly what I need. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad. Been, yeah, Been great ever since.
0: Oh, it's been awesome. I mean, to see how much you've progressed since you've come here. I mean, you're definitely one of our most fit members. Thank you. And uh, to see you not only come up and, you know, crush the Spartan races, jump into uh, what we're going to talk about, the hurricane heat, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother level um, of that Spartan community. And then as well as do CrossFit competitions. Yeah. I mean, all across the board. So prior to coming to CoreFit, when you, you did that you said was your first Race, right? First Spartan. I First did Spartan a, race.
1: I did a Pendleton uh, before that. I did a couple mud runs. Um, but, you know, the Warrior Dashes, things like that. But they were... They weren't as uh, competitive or as uh, obstacle-driven as, like, the Spartan was. You know, you feel an obstacle, you do a, you do your burpees, you move on, right? Um, so it was definitely a lot more challenging. They integrated a lot more terrain. Um, Pendleton did that as well. Camp Pendleton. Uh, which is Marine-based. But... You know they started off making it a real like a marine experience, and then they throughout the years gradually got softer because people were getting injured, people weren't as in shape as they thought. Hmm. Um, so to really get that marine experience, you had to actually qualify for it. But then the quote unquote open race was kind of a little easier because it was trying to entertain the masses. Yeah, so even though I, I've done those, it was nothing like I was prepared for it doing the Spartan, That's, yeah you know, I
0: realized that. <clears throat> is that a Pendleton one? Is that something you know? Is that still going on? I don't know. It was a couple of years ago. Let 2009, interesting to look into. I did that one. Um, you know,
1: and, and I, you know, when, when, uh, obstacle course racing kind of started becoming a thing with the warrior dashes, you know, I went to do them and I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. I did a couple. I'm like, okay, that's, it's not, it wasn't what I want. I wanted yeah. something that was going to drive me. And then Spartan came up and, and, uh, a buddy of mine was like hey have you, have you looked into these i'm like yeah, i'm not really doing those he goes yeah, i think you'd like <laughs> and so i did the temecula california one and um uh, but yeah coming back and just being as sore as i was it, it was it was an eye-opener for sure
0: oh yeah i think that's the the reason why spartan has stuck around and and proceeded to outlast all these other obstacle course uh race races that try and make it is You know, they went outside of the idea of, like, hey, we're just going to make this into, like, the county fair. Like, Mm. there's going to be... Like, the Warrior Dash was a great idea. But from my understanding is you go to these races and there'd be a line of 30 people... Wearing tutus and costumes. And and they're, you know, a mile in the course and
1: and the course is littered with all that stuff because they realize you can't race with that. And when you do a Spartan race, nobody's wearing a costume. Nobody's wearing (laughs) a tutu. Yeah, They're in it. And they know what's what's ahead of that, you know, start line. Something you, you want to be comfortable, you want to be efficient, right? You can't, can't yeah. have and can't have added weight. And,
0: geez, we still see a lot of people that show up to those races and probably did, you know, like, just like you, you do your own training. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you feel like you're in shape going into it. And then, or you did almost no training. And we see them suffering out there. Oh, you know, yeah. those are camping out as you're going up that hill, carrying your sandbag, or we even. Mm-hmm. P- running, walking up the hill and all of those people like, like broke down cars, yeah. just pulled over and you, they, they look like, you know, broke yeah. down, you see them and you see the look on their face. And, you know, that's something that, you know, as you kind of experience like not feeling fit enough. And I had a situation similar to that, doing that bodybuilding style background and going to the gym mm-hmm. constantly and spending two hours a day at the gym, yep. but yet not being in shape for real life. Yep. which is the whole reason you know i fell in love too with the, the Spartan races it was a great test to see are you really fit mm-hmm. can you do something that yep. you know would be similar to if you had to be in shape to do something you know something you had to make your way home in a snowstorm and your car was in the ditch and mm-hmm. you had to save your family or whatever it would be would you be able to do it right yeah yeah absolutely and and, and again, my workout
1: routine back in, you know, before that Tomacula race, I was doing the glamour muscles. I was doing yeah. the bench, the buys, the tries yeah. and, um Maybe, maybe a late wasn't, day. <laughs> yeah. wasn't what I needed to do as far as to be correct. But to your point, when you have an event that kind of puts you out there, how do you handle it? I had a situation about a year ago. I took my son's uh, car to get gas and, and ended up locking the keys in the car. Hmm. Um, I couldn't get a hold of anyone. So I ran two miles home. Yeah. the keys and it ran two miles back. And, I mean, it's just... that's
0: How awesome is it to be able to do that? I guess I, I mean, could have Ubered it in hindsight, but oh, I didn't yeah. even consider could've, that. <laughs> could have, right? But, I mean, yeah. you didn't need to. You yeah. had the means to do whatever you needed to do. Yeah. And there'll be a time... I mean, oh, gosh, I, I hope there won't be a time, but <laughs> there could very well be a time where that's not an option to call Uber, right? Like, yep. something serious happens and... You never know. And you, exactly. can you make it home that day? Mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a reason to be fit. And uh, not only just to prepare for the dark side of things, but that's not yeah. it at all. It's to live your best life. I mean, Absolutely. gosh, the experiences of, of like I know what we try and practice here and you've been part of is like it's not just about working out in the gym. It's mm-hmm. about all the places it takes us. Yeah, being able to go on these adventures being able to go on uh, you know our our camp outs mm-hmm. um to the lake whatever it may be um snowshoes things like that yeah. that you can get out there and experience those types of things
1: yeah and and you know i moved to spokane from arizona in 2013 and and you know, spokane has a lot to discover and it'd be a shame that you can't go out there you can't hike you can't camp because your body just won't allow it mm-hmm. and, you know um when you have the choice and you have the ability, you know, and, you know, make an effort, right? Be fit, be active, enjoy what you can. So, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, after you did the Temecula race, Mm -hmm. and then you did, you see, you came here in April. So, it was right before the Seattle race. Yep. Um, And I remember, like, probably, like, going over some of the obstacle stuff with you and Mm -hmm. and just kind of crash course before we got to Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, was there a difference between already in Seattle and Temecula or how did that go?
1: I, I, I was a little less anxious going into Seattle because now I had more exposure to the obstacles. You know, um, you, you have the rings here at Corfit, you have the monkey bars, you have the Z wall. Um, I still did 90 burpees, I believe in that race, but, um, you know, it's just areas I identified that needed improvement. But the main thing, I wasn't sore after a week after I was maybe sore two days after and then I was fine. Uh-huh. And that started making me realize, like, oh, okay, now I need to look at what functionally fit really means. And, and that's what I, I feel like I get here versus just going in there and doing the glamour muscles. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, you, you work the entire body, right? And, and, you know, you read up on it, and it's like, yeah, you could go to the gym every day and do that. But then all of a sudden, you take a bag of groceries out of your car, and your back's out yeah why is that well maybe you weren't working those secondary muscles in your back and that's what becomes weak
0: yeah right yeah or you're just playing out of breath you know or that yeah (laughs) it takes you a long time to be able to feel like okay i can talk again Mm -hmm. but um so then yeah then we went into montana which was you know the ultimate race probably of your life at that point i'm sure
1: yeah montana i mean I love, I love Montana. For outdoors, you got a nice little shade canopy, you know, it's what, 14 plus miles, um, 4,000 feet combined elevation, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just climbing. Um, but when you get up there and you see Glacier Lake, or Flathead Lake, Flathead I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing, yeah. It's one of my, my preferred courses to do. Um, I did it low and slow though, just grinded it out. And so I think that first year I was around six hours Um, but then the years after, I think I was in four, four and a half. Yeah. So not as bad. I mean, huge difference. Um, I believe last year I did it, I want to say maybe 30 burpees, if not obstacle free. I, I, I don't, yeah, but I think it was obstacle free and there was a twister right at the end. Oh yeah. I was nervous about that, but I nailed the twister and yeah, that was a good feeling. Yeah. I think
0: I got video of you doing twister. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a fun race. Um, the Montana Challenge, of course, yeah. I mean, being able to go out there and see, like you said, the beautiful scenery. And, like, every year, gosh, I know it's going to suck. But it's uh, one of those things where you you, you got to just pay the price, and it's it's like an investment. Like, it's just always worth the return, you know? I mean, um, the idea of, like, I feel like, you know, this time of year, living where we live, we get to experience something kind of cool where you go through winter. Mm-hmm. And it's dark, it's cold, and then you start to get these days we're supposedly coming to, 50 degree days. I mean, (laughs) 50 degree days in like fall time is freezing, Mm -hmm. but 50 degree days now, like everybody's outside, yeah, like, oh, they're loving it. The sun's shining, like you feel so good. But geez, go deep into summer, and Mm -hmm. we've had, you know, our 90th day of sun in a row, And it's like, ah, who cares if I go outside today? Like, you know, you don't, when life's too good, you don't appreciate it. Absolutely. And I think Montana is that opportunity for everyone to go up there and realize like, oh my gosh, you know, Mm -hmm. this is, this is what living is. And this is what my body's allowing me to do and overcome. And that makes you stronger for anything else you want to do mentally. Mm -hmm. Were
1: you there for the NBC series?
0: Yeah. Two years ago when they did the sandbag
1: oh kind of up, up that hill downhill. oh yeah oh. yeah i mean luckily the next year wasn't as bad they they kind of redid the course <laughs> but uh but that was just one of those defining moments when they are like okay i'm going up that with the sandbag and you just do it you oh just, that was
0: just, uh, just uh grind i it up. vividly <laughs> remember that hill still i mm-hmm. mean yeah that was a good yeah two or three years ago maybe that would yeah. have been 2016 um 2017 was it Let's see, 18 last year, I think it was 16, honestly, okay. they, have, they had that super hill. Maybe yeah. it was 17, it could have been. But, uh, I mean, I vividly remember going up that hill and, and grinding it out. I mean, there was a guy in front of me and I thought, okay, I'm going to stay on his tracks and I'm not going to break until, you know, he's, he does. Yeah. And then, I think I kind of like something just broke inside and I just passed him. Yeah. And I was behind somebody else, staying on his heels. And I remember going up that hill unbroken. Um, Good job. and that was, uh, I don't know, but it was just simply the, the fact of being around people, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it might not have been the same person the whole way, but it was just one person. And the next person carried me literally like being on their heels carried me to just keep moving, keep moving. And that's kind of, I think something we get experience here, yeah. you know, when you're working out and like, gosh, this hurts right now, but that person next to me is going through the same thing mm-hmm. I am and you know that's that's my motivation to keep grinding to keep pushing absolutely yeah definitely experience
1: that Harry. I have members that I align with physically and in terms of fitness and and some days I'm the Fox some days I'm the rabbit right Um, it definitely is good to kind of see where you're you're either progressing or digressing right maybe your 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 diets off or you maybe you know for some reason weather even you couldn't make it as much and you start digressing and it's like, all right, you gotta gotta get back in the right headspace and you know, get back in front and you know, having that level of friendly competition is, is great. And that's, that's yeah, the I appreciate Yeah, Exactly.
0: That. There you have those people that are just gonna pick you up and again carry you that extra step that you know you mm-hmm. want. I guarantee if I was on that hill by myself as like a workout or something, oh, yeah. you know, there's no way I'm carrying that sandbag up to the top of Not the Not unbroken. One. No. No, yeah, <laughs> I would get there. I would definitely get there, but it would take me a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah it's definitely having those people around you are going to prepare you to to do more than what you could by yourself.
1: Cool. Yeah, definitely.
0: So fast forward, we get through your first year, you get your trifecta done. Mm-hmm. Um obviously you continue your training here and you got an itch to go to the next level. So now
1: now I'm bit by the bug. Now I'm doubling down and I'm like, you know <laughs> what? One event's good, but what about two events, right? So then I go back to Arizona. Um, and I do a, uh, sprint and then the hurricane heat, just, they don't like to call it the four hour, but it's technically about four ish hours. Um, so I did the sprint, had a couple hours of recovery and then back on the course at about, you know, five o'clock at night. Five, is that
0: everybody or night. is that just what you chose to do to do the combination of?
1: So it was myself, uh, my brother and then, uh, Diane Gingrich was there. She did it with us as well.
0: But I mean, you you weren't required to do the sprint prior to the hurricane. No, current.
1: no, that was just my own thing. I
0: and just, and the hurricane is is kind of a side, a side. It's a different game that Sprint yeah, offers. Can correct. we? Can you go over what a hurricane? Heat yeah. Is for so people? a
1: hurricane is more for an endurance event. Um, the the hurricane versus the hurricane twelve hour is more team oriented. Um, they really want to see everybody accomplish and achieve and finish it. Um, the 12 hour, you have more of a, uh, a drop dead, you might have a elimination time hack, so if you don't um, accomplish an, an, an obstacle or a task in a certain period of time in the 12 hour, you get cut, right? The, the normal hurricane heat is just get through it, get on the course, work as a team, communicate, function, um, they say as one. Right as one, as an individual, as one, you're gonna t- be tend to fail. But as a team, as one, collectively, you will succeed through the mission. So um, in that, in Arizona, that event, you know, we were, uh, you know, moving heavy tires around, um, moving a, a, a telephone pole under the barbed wire, crawl through mud. Right, you can't do that by yourself. Right, but as a team, you could, and then mm-hmm. communicate, listen to the cryptias. that they tell you. You know, take it under the barbed wire and then let drop it and wait for us. You do that. Our team, apparently, we didn't listen too well. We got under the barbed wire and we kept going. And they're like, well, great, but that's not what we told you to do. So, Mm -hmm. lesson learned always listen to the cryptid. Don't overthink it, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's, so, so I'm again to paint a clearer picture. This isn't necessarily a, it's not like your race where you're running around Mm -hmm. a track for the sparring event Mm -hmm. or you're running from point A to point B. This is more of like a military drill, um yeah. maybe more like you know let's say for example, like seal camp you're going up you're showing up like you mm-hmm. said, you have your instructor that is giving you an essence a mission. You yeah. must complete this task um for the the four hour event you were doing It was as a team, mm-hmm. and then you know you complete task a and then then what happens like after you get done bringing the telephone pole underneath the bob wire scene. I mean you kind of resting up, getting water as you're they're getting into the next mission or Correct. Yeah, yeah you
1: take a break uh you know a, a, a chewy they called it like a chewy break right your chewy you know gummy sacks and and water and hydrate and then yeah you wait for the next mission and you might relocate um you know you might relocate from the barbed wire to maybe the sandbag carry, and then you'll have another event there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you do move, right, move in single file line, kind of like the military, move with purpose, you know, don't talk if they're talking, you know. It's, it's, it's a little bit of that, but not, not an intense military, marine-esque, you know, it's, it's still, there's kind of an upbeat, fun atmosphere, but when it's time to work, it's time to work, time to get down, time to focus.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Sounds kind of like a workout here. right (laughs) yeah the uh so then okay so you do the four hour and then I mean what was that like for you how did you feel going through the four hour and and a sprint in the same day
1: yeah so you know the sprint was great I mean I was prepared for it it was easy got back I I took advantage of the the few hours downtime um you know got rested checked my gear made sure I, I got everything um the hurricane heats they do have a gear list so you know it was like a water bottle duct taped and Um, things like that so you make sure you have all your gear Um, and then you know I went back to the course and and just waited and you're at the check-in and you're now you're just meeting people hey have you done this before you know do you know who the group is have you done an event with him right everybody's sharing information and it's great it's very uh very friendly very upbeat environment and and I met a a guy there and he's like oh I've done this a couple times and he just kind of laid it out and it just just reduce the anxiety I was like oh, okay hmm. I got it and now I know somebody that's done it I'm gonna stick with him and and then we'll be good and the funny thing is at the end of the event he's like hey uh can you give me a ride home I, I <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, of course it's like after cool. that, your yeah. family I just yeah. met this guy a couple hours ago and sure you know um, and then you know in that one they broke you up they they kind of uh, organized you by the first initial of your last name and and then they uh, sorted you out from that so I think in that event which was about 50, it was about 50 people, it was a pretty big event, um, there were about three different teams, so if one team was doing the tire, another team was doing the, uh, the, uh, the telephone pole, another team was doing a bucket carry, right, and and we had a relatively heavy set guy on our team with the bucket carry, and, and, you know, we didn't, no man left behind, right, you know, we, we kept moving forward, we helped him out where, you know, we were allowed to, and, you know, Um, and he, he was struggling, but he finished it. And and that was the great thing about that event was, you
0: know, you are a team collectively. You will finish as a team. Mm -hmm. And that was the important part. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think that would be a really good event to sign up for a group of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So let me go back to, uh, Temecula when you did that first race, was that a sprint or a super? That was a sprint. Sprint. And you were down for a week. A week or two even. (laughs) And now you got a year under your belt training. And you go down to, to uh, Arizona, right, yep. Arizona, and you do the sprint, followed by this four-hour hurricane here. Same day. Same day. Yeah. Yeah. And then after this whole thing went down, how did you feel?
1: Uh, you know, sore the next day. Um, there was a lot of, like, you know, um, yelling and cheering on, so my voice was hoarse and stuff. But, again, after two or three days, I was... I was fine I was yeah great. i was back i think i was back in town and back here at the gym and yeah i think you know, I probably a little lighter take... weight but not not nothing
0: crazy i mean yeah, yeah. so and you and, rolled so so that inspired the next step right same year right yeah, yeah yeah so now we're in 2017 so
1: now i'm going into i believe that was in january february so a couple months later now i'm going to do seattle now, i didn't do the seattle super and the hurricane e12r i was hmm. smart enough on that yeah there were people that did do that. They didn't finish. They, they. I don't think they made it to hour three. So, wow. I think that was a good decision on my part. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I drove in from Spokane about four, four and a half hours. You know, and that's those are the things you you can't control, right? What's traffic? If there's you know an accident on the ninety, right? That could have derailed my plans, but none of that happened. The great thing is, by the time I got there, I got to see. Um some of the core fit teams coming off the course and cheering them on. That's mm. great. And um I had a couple hours downtime, so I, you know, took a nap in my car and, and just, you know, got ready and, and uh you know I think I think they had check-in at that time around four o'clock, so the event started at five. And again it's a twelve hour event, so it's not gonna end until five in the morning. Jeez, yeah. And the weather for that day was about high of fifties, fifty-seven Low in the mid 40s, right? so oh, when, yeah. you, when you think about you're going to be out there in the night, right? What do you wear? How do you layer right? What do you pack? You know because uh, you know if you're camping, 60 degrees is a very dangerous temperature because 60 degrees in the day feels great. 60 degrees at night could be hypothermic, right. So you got to take that in consideration, right? What's, is it going to rain? And it, there was a little rain, a little drizzle, but nothing.
0: It rained on us It, it hit that the morning, yeah. but
1: then at the, at, in the evening it wasn't bad. So that was nice. Um, and you don't know what, what the, uh, the event's going to have, right? We had a base camp set up just outside of the equestrian uh, house, if you remember that. They usually put the, the, the multi-rig or the monkey bars uh-huh. in there. Um, and, and lucky for us, they had a big fire. So that was kind of nice. In between your, your events, your time hacks, you had somewhere that you could just warm up, fuel up, you know, recover. And and the one thing that made this event a little more unique is when we were doing the 12-hour, they were running the first ever 24-hour hurricane heat. So um, at some point there was a bit of an overlap, right? And, and we'll get more into that about the events. And um, kind of made it a little more challenging, right? Because you have people kind of... Coming in your direction on not very wide trail. If you re- if you if you remember Seattle, um, you had the the, the equestrian house, uh, the horse where they kept the horses, and then downstream from that they had the quarries, mm-hmm. and in between that was that thick viscous muddy trail. Oh, that Do you was Remember yeah. that where oh, I, where I, it'll suck your yeah, shoe I'll off. I'll never if forget. Careful, yes, right. Um, and the first year I did Seattle, they had everybody go up the rope. The hill uh-huh. was on the rope, but they ended up shutting that down because <laughs> it, it was just getting too dangerous. So I got rid of that, but, but that was, uh, for the first couple of events, we were going from our base camp to that quarry, and then back and forth, right? And, I don't remember
0: how long of a trek was that, like
1: about a mile? I, I want to say it was a, a little over a mile. It, yeah. Probably, it, definitely, <clears throat> I'd, I'd say between a mile and a half,
0: but I think it was a little under Right. Like you're talking about getting to the quarry. Like, I remember once you get in the quarry where the gravel you kind of start to get to the gravel area, like trying to pass some people during the race. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, as you're saying, like, there was just unbelievable mud yeah. on that race. Yeah. Um, And it, it had rained during the, the morning time when we were on the course and stuff. And so it was, you know, just I was already wet, but added to it. But then going through the quarry, I remember trying to pass somebody and I went knee deep. Like I oh, got yeah. stuck, like mm-hmm. stopped me right in my tracks. And my leg is gone under rock and mud and whatever was there. Yeah. And <gasps> sucking my uh-huh. leg back out and remember, okay, I can't go over outside of, you know, this one little lane that you can stay in. Yep. Yeah. And uh so I had that happen
1: um, as we got closer to the quarry pit, which I don't I don't think the course ever took you that far to the actual big uh the the mounds of rock and gravel but we were told to you know move with purpose and fill up your sandbags so it's a time hack we're going for it the whole team we're going we we got through the mud we're going towards the the big you know mounds of gravel and i i fall into essentially quicksand up to my waist. (laughs) and this is the first i mean we're in the first hour of the event and it freaked me out and another guy ran towards me and trying to help me and he sunk it Uh. so it's like all right nobody help. like we We'll figure it out so you know, kind of watching those beer grills survival, right? How do I get out of waist deep quicksand, right? Just make yourself wide and pull yourself out slowly, and that's what we did. And um, you know, avoided that area, but you know, now my now I'm a little rattled, like oh wow, that that was kind of scary, you know, I yeah, avoided that area. And um, but that constant thick, you know, sinking in and and you know, ankle deep, knee deep, I mean, that that was you just got used to it, but now I'll try doing that with a 30-pound ruck plate, which was one of our our mandatory uh, weight items, in addition to two sandbags, in addition to a bucket half full of gravel. And that was your first time hack. Wow. So it was, you know, get warmed up and (laughs) grab your plate, grab your your rucksack, um, grab your empty sandbags, and grab your bucket and go.
0: So they told you bring a 30-pound instrument. 30 pounds. 30 pounds.
1: It has to be 30 pounds. And he's they don't got... have a scale there, but they're going guess to guesstimate what 30 pounds looks like. So I chose a Go Rock cast iron plate.
0: Yeah, sitting right here on my desk, and it's solid plate. It's solid plate. Like the size of a clipboard, but
1: you two brought, inches uh, thick. Yeah, you could have brought a sandbag, right? But I wanted something that I could strap in. And I used the, uh, for my, goat, my rucksack, I used a 511 tactical. Um, 24-hour rucksack and it's versatile it's got a bunch of loops on it that you can put additional straps on uh, carabiners um, has a, a pouch for a uh, bladder for your hydration so I got a three liter bladder that I use um, and I just customize it and I found a spot through my training right because I was doing heavy rugs trying to get used to what this weight would feel like so I found a good position for it it's actually in the the bladder Pouch with the bladder, it somehow fit, which was you know nice, Um without breaking the bladder because you don't want to be in halfway in the event and then all of a sudden you have no water yeah. right, and uh, and surprisingly, the thirty pounds just become became part of me, going up and down. That was the least of my worries. I I that just because I had my waist strap and my my uh chest strap, the thirty pounds just ad- ad- adopted to me. It was the uh. The shifting of the sandbags and and the yeah. bucket and and that just and again the terrain terrain's money it's uneven it's trying oh, to get yeah. your footing now <laughs> this is where the twenty four hour comes in I don't know what they did wrong uh, but they had to carry a, a bleachers a set of bleachers <laughs> back and forth up that trail while we were doing our time hacks so again you talk about trying to pass a person oh, on yeah. that trail try passing a team. <laughs> carrying a, a set of bleachers. And, and we're talking about three four four-tier set of bleachers. And you know, some days sometimes you're able to go around them, sometimes you're just going right in between them. But there's one point I slip. And they're holding it. And I have to get my bags up and get oh, up you and you got all and, your weight on you. And get and get out of their way so they can keep moving cuz they can't drop it. They got to keep it moving, right? Um so that definitely made it just absolutely more challenging. It isn't that, like, probably dark at this time, right? Get not yet. There. Well, it, yeah, they were carrying that, that bleacher to uh, well into the evening. Um, but at that point, it wasn't dark yet. Um, it started getting dark between the second hack and the third hack. And uh, so the first hack was to go down, fill up your sandbags, fill up your bucket, come back, drop it off. The second one with the ruck was just uh, going down with one sandbag, but coming back with two. <laughs> so you went down, and there's a sandbag pile next to the quarry. And, you know, come down with your ruck and a sandbag, which was about another 30, 40 pounds.
0: Come back with two. Right. Were these the sandbags they had on the course? Those, they're they kind of like a sack that's tied up on the top? Correct. Yeah. Oh, those they were, were a they pain. Were olive green, kind
1: of military drag yeah. color. Yeah. Yeah. So you're coming back with two. And and again, the, running into the guys with the bleachers, it was horrible. They
0: were probably like, I am i don't know, like 40, 40 pounds each, 45, yeah. something like that at least. Yeah yeah
1: and I kind of and I've read after that, they, they put a lot of weight on you because if you were to be in a situation where maybe a team member is injured, could you get that person back to base camp? And if that person averages 100, 120 pounds, right, which mm-hmm. you probably like for a male, how do you handle that? Yeah, that was kind of the experience of kind of how I assimilated to it
0: yeah it goes back to what we were talking about earlier you know I said maybe your car breaks down or maybe Mm -hmm. it's that you went out on a hike or you went down a trail and someone severely rolled their ankle I mean Mm -hmm. I've done that a couple times in my life where there's no way I could walk out um, on you know that type of an ankle sprain and uh, someone twists their knee maybe could you carry them back you know Mm -hmm. yeah
1: or I like that. Do you have the technical aptitude to, you know, secure them or create a, a, a brace for them or a gurney or something? And I believe they actually field tested that in the 24-hour. They made a gurney mm. and they created a team member That's cool. And, um, that was pretty awesome. But, so after that, those were the first two time hacks. And it was about, you know, now it's getting dark. So it's about, you know, 7.30-ish, right? And I come back, and I'm broken. I'm I'm mentally defeated, and um, out of the number of people that started, we we're already down. Maybe five or six people. So I believe we started at twenty, a little over twenty, and we we're down thirty percent. One one lady after the first time hack, she just took her knife and cut her sandbag and just threw it in the river and said, "I'm done," and walked her <laughs> And that was it. Um, they didn't glorify. You're quitting. If you couldn't handle it, just shake the cryptier's hand and walk off the course. It is what it is. There's no speech, there's no nothing. Just you accept it. And uh, I was kinda there. I was just I came back, I'm sitting on the, the top of my bucket, I'm just like I'm I'm done. I, I I I don't wanna go back down to that quarry. I'm just quarried yeah. out. The mud the 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 quicksand incident, I I am just it's heavy weight. I, I can't do this. You know, and and Chalk, who was the Kirtia, he just came up to me and, and just matter-of-factly said, you're all right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right. Here's what you're going to do next. And he just laid it out. There's your next event. And I just said, all right, all right. I'm going to do this one, and then I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Take um, what's in front of you. Exactly. So the advantage was I didn't have to have the ruck plate on. All right, that's a win. And uh, you don't have to bring another sandbag down with you. All right, it's not looking bad. But you do have to bring your bucket with you. (laughs) So now it becomes a half-filled bucket carry up that hill. (laughs) But that wasn't as bad as the first two events, right? Throughout this whole time, I'm realizing that we are bringing a stack of sandbags up from the quarry and sending them up at base camp. (laughs) And at one point, I'm like, "These sandbags have to go back
0: to <laughs> home. When is
1: that gonna happen?" Because that's that's the point I'm gonna quit. And there's less <laughs> people, yeah. How- but it turns out that the Hurricane E Twenty Four Hour had something else planned for the sandbags. <laughs> so oh. luckily, that worked out. So, um, so that was it. Um, and then, so that one wasn't bad. And there were some kind of smaller events throughout that night. Um, but then, now it's around, I'd say, about 11 o'clock, and we're hanging out by the fire. We're rested. We're fueled, right? We're feeling good. It's getting a little chilly. And that's when Old Chaw says, everybody grab your ab wheel. Hmm. I'm like, oh boy, what's in for this, right? And what he made us do was a 1.7-mile uh, a ab wheel bear crawl through the sprint course.
0: 1.7 miles.
1: 1.7. So Pushing an ab wheel, thing. which is
0: like a, a wheel with um, an axle through the middle. Yeah. And you've got to roll that thing. You had to
1: maintain three points of contact at all times. Oh. So your, your, your hands are on the wheel and your feet are on the ground. And you can only advance by maintaining three points of contact. So um, we went through the equestrian horse, right? And then we took a hard right and went right up a hill. And people just went off. And, and I just I paced myself because you don't he didn't tell us it was a 1.7 he just said you're going to do an ab wheel bear crawl going blind so people yeah. thought maybe it was a 100 yard dash let's get to the finish line yeah and then once we went up the hill they started realizing like oh boy and um and so we kept going through the course and we went up the hill came back down and then we went through you know the, the sandbag carries and all that and kept kept just traversing the course and you don't know when it ends and and, uh, again, it's mud, so your ab wheel's just getting, you know, stuck with mud. You have to shake it out keep moving, and, you know, now it's just pitch black. You're in the middle of nowhere. You just see these headlamps bobbing in the night, right? You yeah. Know, the, the frogs croaking in the background. You know, it's kind of serene, um, but you're going uphill, you're going downhill. So going downhill, downhill. you go downhill feet first, right? Dead um, um, people kind of scattered throughout the course, kind of making sure nobody's just getting up and walking. So. Um, and, and that's important because um, the cryptidas really try to maintain the integrity of the event, right? And if you're going to go there and cheat, you're going to get caught. And, and, and you know, they're going to boot you off the course. Nobody's going to be happy, right? So they, they kind of keep an eye on you, but they kind of trust that you, you're there for your own
0: yeah. self-improvement. If you're signing right? up for this hurricane heat. Yeah. Hopefully you're so going in it with this integrity. yeah. And, uh,
1: and so the... Uh, you know, after, man, what seemed for hours... And it probably was a good couple hours, right, of just being out there. Um, I didn't have knee pads, so my knees were, were just trash. But I didn't realize that at the time because your your knees are cold. They're numb from the blood. Oh, yeah. You know, it's wet, muddy. Um, and then it ends in a... Um, it ended near a water station. and uh, And I have a picture of it. I'll show you. And the water station had probably you know, knee-high water to get there, right? <laughs> um, good thing is, we didn't have to wear our rucksacks or anything. The downside is, I didn't bring, we didn't have to have the extra weight, but I didn't bring my rucksack, so I didn't have any water. So again, we didn't know how long we were going to go. So when we got to that water station, that water was just the best water ever.
0: Yeah, isn't that something like when you're that tired, and, and like, yeah, getting to taste water, that in itself, yeah. we talk about the reward, uh, the overcoming adversity like that's a great example of just drinking water after something like that and eating a meal when you're finally done how good that food tastes how good that water tastes and
1: uh you know i paired up with the guy and you know the the next thing was just walk back that's all you have to do is just walk back to camp so we just walked back we had a leisurely talk we fueled we just you know it was great and uh you know so yeah so that that man and that was uh if you've never done it before, I, I don't recommend it. But it was something <laughs> to be said. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So after that, they uh, they did this game. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, it's where we we had a bucket of water stacked on other buckets, and we had to kind of rotate around. Um, ended up that this uh, a, another member of of our team ended up getting. Uh, pretty wet right the bucket fell on him it was the water from the the, the whatever the creek what right there uh-huh. by Meadowwood ranch was and uh he started to get hyper hyperthermic hypothermic and uh you know he finished it but it was something that uh that started could have potentially been an issue right uh-huh. um some lady out there she she did injure her foot you know she had to you know have, have a medic um get her off the course right i mean these are just some of the things that no matter how hard you train, you just can't predict. You just hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. But, uh, and then we're nearing to the end. So, uh, so another event they had us—they had us take our right hand and duct tape it to our left ankle. So think about that. And then it was a bear crawl out into a field <laughs> to grab a a, glo- a bunch of glow sticks—and then haul, haul it back, and then. You know, who's ever, you know, top 10 or top 5, they're safe. Whoever wasn't had to do it again. Oh, no. And Kurt, I don't know if you know, but I can bear crawl. Yeah. Now, I never bear crawled with my hand <laughs> duct taped to my ankle, but I didn't have to do it again. And thank God. Yeah. <laughs> that was not fun. Yeah. Um, so, So we're coming near the end, and at that point, we are... We are down by half our team, and the way that Shaw that, uh, ranked the, the system was almost like a cross-country scoring system. So if you came in, you wanted the fewest amount of points, but it was also a 80% is going to be safe, the other 20 was going to get cut. It was something like that, um, and but because half the team already got cut, by themselves or, or, you know, one guy got lost and, and missed a time hack. and um, It came down to a head-to-head competition between me and another guy. Um, and it was a spear throw burpee. So we, we all headed up from base camp up to the spear throw um, station. And you, you miss a spear throw, ten burpees, right? Um, it's like, all right, I can do this you know and and uh it was like a 10 minute gauntlet how many spirit throws can you make in 10 minutes so i'm out there and you're just you're you're illuminated by everybody's headlamps there there is an energy people don't know where it's coming to the end but there's there's a level of excitement that's building right and uh like, so i
0: first three
1: spirit throws so it was
0: one on one for which what particular it's, reason it's, so it's one on one is everyone is everyone matched up against no somebody?
1: no because uh Because some people finish the time hacks quicker, they got fewer points. So you were at the top of the... the, I was at the bottom tier, and it was one of us who was going to walk go home. The other one was going to finish at that point. Uh So it was head-to-head between me and this other guy. Everybody else on the team was To get cut
0: after all this whole time. After all this time. And
1: and we're talking, you know, it's 3.30, probably maybe 4 o'clock. So we're coming to the final hour of the event.
0: And you're probably cold, stiff, wet,
1: tired. Cold, stiff, but at this point, I'm not feeling any of it, right, I, I, now, my head, my, at some point throughout, you know, wanting to quit, my mindset, you know, probably somewhere in between the ab wheel bear crawl, I'm like, I'm finishing this, I, I got to, you know, and, you know, you don't know what's in store for you next, as long as it didn't involve bringing those sandbags, back, <laughs> I was fine with that, um, but it's like, burpees and spirit throws, Yeah, I've practiced that, I've practiced that here, and I can do those. So I'm like, this is my event, I'm gonna own it. And uh, not looking good in the first three spare throws. So I missed the first three, did my burpees, but I did them quick, you know, and, and you just, you land and you hear that splatter mud, and you just back up and you just knock it out. And then one of the guys there said, just, just breathe, relax. And that's one thing, I, don't, I need to have just a pause to refocus. And then I nailed it. I nailed my fourth, my fifth, my sixth. I think I missed the seventh, but now I'm on. And the guy next to me, you know, it's head to head. He maybe got one. So now I'm pulling ahead. Um, and again, I, I think probably in that 10 minutes, I probably did 100 burpees. So I missed 10 spirit throws, but I made more than he did. And, uh, you know, at the end of the, you know, so we all came back to base camp after that. Um, and the guy that I went head to head with, had had done numerous hurricane heat events hmm. um, he knew the cryptia he had a good rapport with him um, but the cryptia had to maintain the integrity of the event and with less than an hour to go he got cut wow. and, and that was just the state of what it was and and Kewell made a good speech he goes I know this guy I like this guy I don't want to see him walk away I know how much this means to him but if I did that it would cheapen the event for everybody else. Yeah. And I agree with it. I mean...
0: That's such a pivotal moment for you to overcome. Yeah. The pressure. So... Yeah.
1: And then after that, it was, we played a game like Duck, Duck, Goose, and and the guy that was suffering from hypothermia was slightly getting over it, but we started with the ab wheel Duck, Duck, Goose, and he got his hand ran over The guy just (laughs) was not doing well. (sighs) Um, But, you know, he was alright, and we ditched the ab wheels after that, and and at that point, it was just wrapping up the event, right? And, and um, in the after-action review, uh, Kiel mentions that he has a series of escalations, de-escalations planned throughout the event. If people aren't focused or they're not um, taking it seriously, he'll escalate the situation, right? Um, we did that ab wheel bear crawl, but we could have done it with a 30-pound rug plate. How would that have changed the dynamic? That was one of his escalations. But because we were forming as a team, um, he didn't see the need to, right? Um, which is good. And then same thing with the spare throw bear, uh you know um Burpee. Is there's so much energy and, and we were really into it and taking it seriously. He could have escalated it instead of playing this Duck duck Goose game, he could have had something else planned that would have taken us to the final hour that would have taxed us even more, but he didn't feel the need to, you know. Um and that's important because Every hurricane heat is going to be a different experience for everybody, but the person planning it has a pretty good idea how it's going to flow. And they field test these events. They, they, they make sure that, that the time hacks are reasonable, but reasonable for the top 40%, not the top 90, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this isn't going to be an event for everybody. And, uh, you know, things to, to plan for is, uh, you know, plan it, carry heavy weight, you know, 30-pound rec, rec plate, 30-pound sandbag um, uphill through uneven terrain be uncomfortable but don't don't be to the point like you're injured right just make it where you're pushing yourself a little further each and every time um and uh other things here for to do and not to do uh pay attention to the gear list but don't overthink it in one event they said bring a green stick people are emailing what what do you mean what kind of stick it's simply a broomstick painted green Right? Hmm. don't don't overthink it. If it says two sandbags, bring four. You might have somebody else that didn't plan ahead. Um, bring the the make sure your weight is exact or as close to. So if they say thirty pounds, don't come with twenty. They'll figure it out. Hmm. You know, um, and then what not to do? Don't be late. If you're five minutes late, don't just just don't show up because hmm. the team could potentially get punished. And maybe that was the bleacher thing because when we were doing our kind of meeting in the beginning, one guy goes, wait, this isn't the 24-hour? And Uh, we're already 15, 20 minutes into, you know, uh, getting ready to roll out. So he shows up to their event 24 minutes or, you know, 15, 20 minutes late. And that could have been the escalation right off the bat. See (laughs) these bleachers? Guess what? (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, and most importantly, and I would say uh, – For any event, don't field test new gear the day of. Oh yeah. Don't get new shoes, don't get new clothes. New gear, new food. New gear, oh yeah, new food as well. And, and that that was the, the thing too, is getting your, your nutrition dialed in. And you know, whether you're doing a hurricane heat or an ultra or even a beast, you know, don't try new supplements. You know, try to do something you've done during the training. Um, I, before this, I did a century ride in Coeur d'Alene. So I had a good idea of what fuels I needed to do. What I needed, to, what I worked on during that, that training for the Century Ride is keeping myself fueled. We tend to have a, we have a tendency sometimes that I'm not hungry, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. And then you bonk, and then you hit the, you know, hit the wall. And it's because you know, whether you're hungry or whether you need it or not, keep yourself sustained fuel. get that potassium, those electrolytes, because your body's going to use them if they don't have them. Then that's when you get the cramping and, and, and once all, you're already and depleted it, it, the
0: rate at which your body can actually digest those fuels even in um, these goo type forms mm-hmm. is actually quite slow and it's slow even slower due to the exertion that you're going through your body doesn't have the blood flow to dedicate or the, the systems are, are already being its energies being occupied through other parts of your body so digesting food is gonna go down lower so if you've already bonked Good luck on catching back up. Like you said, yeah, you've got to plan those intervals. Like, you know, we usually tell people around 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the duration, especially if it's going to be more than 90 minutes, you're taking your first fuel, mm-hmm. whether or not you feel like you need it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're obviously going into this race with the protocol, but then once you've already been in the race, and then from there on, every half hour to 45 minutes, you're taking okay. in a set amount of calories that you should be maintaining versus, you know, what you're training and your expenditure mm-hmm. and, and the type of body you have. But you all need to experiment with before going into these events Absolutely. to know it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't figure it out. Something might not set right. Something might make you cramp right. Um, might just not feel right. You got to adjust. You yeah, know?
0: you definitely don't want to deal with uh, indigestion out there. You know, not at all. Yeah,
1: yeah they, that could be ugly. Quick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> very common too.
1: So, uh, so after it's all said and done, you know they, uh, you know we we met back in the the equestrian barn and uh, you know we got our shirts and our plaques and stuff and uh, and you're now a family you know so I you know I I linked up with people on Facebook and uh, and uh, went to Hawaii and even though I couldn't run or participate because of an injury I met people that did the 12-hour that attempted to do the ultra in Hawaii and uh, they they didn't succeed for you know variety of reasons but we meet met up and we relived that this event and, and that was the great, you know, community aspect that you get out of it. It's like you you just suffered twelve hours collectively as a team and even though you know you may have been out there by yourself on that AdWheel wheel bear call course, you're all suffering through the same thing together. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it was just a great feeling. Um, yeah. And, and to wrap that up, uh, you know, and, and again, shout out to the Core team is you know I didn't really know how this event was gonna go and uh, you know I didn't I didn't book a room because it's like I don't know I mean I could be out there be done in three hours then I'll go find a room but if I'm out there till 5 in the morning you know, I just paid for a room I didn't really use right um, and Tannis just hooked me up and for the next day and you know she flies a lot she travels so Tannis, shout out to you and um, funny thing is you know I come in at 6 in the morning they were getting ready I think they were doing back to back super and sprint so you know they were just getting up moving and I was wired I was <laughs> apped up and I'm like and then this happened and, this. and they they're were talking, like, yeah. Jeff love to hear about it <laughs> but I gotta have my coffee <laughs>
0: so um yeah, I remember asking so, like how's Jeff? And yeah, they were like, Oh yeah, he's he seems like he's doing great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My knees were, were trash and if you remember when I came into you know, training that week. Oh, and, yeah. and again I think I was right? back, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, uh still licking some wounds, but but again I was here back yeah, in the gym. Right back. And I wasn't I wasn't laying in bed or I wasn't sore. I was like, Yeah, let's let's get moving again. Yeah. So, um So in closing, yeah, a few few items. So Um, Huel Chaw, who's the Kryptia, he kind of had some words of wisdom to wrap up this event, and, uh, I'd like to just read it, and, uh, he simply says, everything is going to suck. Hmm. It's just going to suck at a different time. (laughs) I, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, he said, who does half of a uh, Spartan sprint course on an ab wheel bear crawling? You do, and that's amazing. Um, he says, everyone's worried about their physical strength, but nobody's thinking about the strength of their own resolve. Do you really think that I'm going to look to break somebody down physically? And this is from the cryptic perception. Anybody's body can be broken, um, but that's not the test. It's the resolve the determination, the mental strength or weakness. Um, so when your mind is dark, flip the switch, turn the light on, stand up, be present, accept the inevitable, and move with purpose. And I think if you need to follow any advice for a hurricane heat or any endurance event, I
0: think that sums it up. It's funny. Tannis is actually and, and Jessica and our, our, our group of um, runners on Friday mornings—they've been talking about flipping the switch. And if you go in the ladies' locker room, there's literally now a switch on the wall. Turn oh. it on. Yeah, turn it on exactly. And 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 yeah. And what I gather too from your story of that and and his summary really captured that was the idea of like yeah you're gonna go into dark moments and this is again why i love fitness and why we do what we do here is it's so much about connecting outside of these walls real life and there's going to be dark moments in our life and it's our ability to not be always physically strong but to be mentally strong and overcome those and i liked how you talked about you know geez the first hour the first event I'm ready to quit, maybe, you know, this is, like, yeah. people are going down. When people around you start quitting, that much yeah. easier to join them. But yet, yeah. you know, just the right words, you know, let's just do this next challenge. Mm-hmm. You decided, okay, I'll take on the next task. Then from there, if I need to go, I'll go. Yeah. And you took that on and you realized, I-, I can do this. And at some point during that bear call, like you said, it switched on for you that no longer was quitting going to be an option. Correct. Your whole outlook on the, the your your being right then had changed this is something you were going to get done and then you even had the point of having to go one-on-one in front of the group against somebody else and this could be it this could be it but yet instead of where you wanted to leave earlier that night you know i mean if he probably would have made it an opportunity like hey jeff you know i don't know if you're going to hang out you know this is made right for you and i'm like oh okay sure you know I'll, I'll, i'll go
1: absolutely and
0: uh if he would have said that
1: I would have laughed. I said, "You're right. I, yeah. I'm not." Yeah. Um, but he didn't, and he encouraged me without encouraging me. He he was just matter of fact. he was just, "Here's what you need to do next," and and hey, it's a little easier than what you've already done, you know. It, it,
0: I mean, I don't know if you even uh, did he really say that. He didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He didn't say. I that.
1: kind of compiled that with okay, no broad plate. Okay. Yeah. No sandbags. Okay. Oh, bucket. All right. Well, it's not as bad because I just did that with more weight, so. Um, it wasn't bad, but I mean, we all know what a full bucket carry feels like half a bucket carry that long for that level train it, it still stings. I yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's that I
0: idea know. of like, just, geez, just put my one foot in front of the next foot yeah. and, then yeah. and then do it again and then do it again. And if moving. you can keep moving, exactly. Yeah. And, and,
1: you know, when I was sitting there feeling down, you know, I was like, am I broken? Am I hurt? I'm not. I was just at that point mentally weak, and and again I just yeah just just do the next one. And I knew once I got to the quarry, I'm not gonna just leave my gear. But I have to bring it back no matter what. I mean, you, you know, no trace left behind. You gotta you pack it in, pack it out. So once I knew I was all already at the halfway point, it was just a matter of just getting back. Yeah. Know? And I kind of felt like the event got a little easier, you know, and it for some points and. You know, you just took advantage of the downtime. The fire was nice. I got to say that was yeah. such a a mental booster just to be able to warm up and and you know some people were still on the course, so some people had longer to take advantage of it than others, right? Um, so that was nice, and um, yeah, it was a great event. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'll do it again, but it was definitely one of those. I'm I'm very glad I did and, and accomplished it.
0: What a huge takeaway, though. Again, for everything else, you know, beyond that point of like you, like we were saying that there's a point where you were ready to walk off the course. If the opportunity would have just been a little bit, you know, easier, you probably would have followed it up. But then it came to the point where you had to fight for your life.
1: Yeah.
0: You had to fight yeah. for your life to stay on there. <laughs> and you didn't say like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll just let it go. Mm-hmm. No. Now it mattered to you to stay on the course. Yeah. Right? And it was yeah, just absolutely. a different perspective you had at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we all have to realize in our workouts here and the things we deal with outside of here that it's all about our perspective. hmm you know, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. No, thanks for coming cool. on and sharing yeah, this. Thanks for having me. Um, I loved hearing about this hurricane heat. I I think, you know, if this is inspire you guys out there listening to, you know, take on your challenge, whether it's gonna be your first sprint race, maybe it's just your first challenge is literally just walking into the gym. Mm-hmm. That can be just as scary as once you've been here for a year, signing up for that hurricane heat. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it's gonna be that you're, this little this little podcast right here helps you get to that next step. And uh, live your fittest life. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff.